841 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wishing the chief of police a speedy recovery this morning. The irony of ironies. Uh, chief was hit by, he was in an SUV after a news conference on reckless driving was wrapping up and his SUV was hit by a dump truck. The Milwaukee mayor, Cavalier Johnson, calling it the traffic crash that injured the chief was cruelly coincidental and that it took place immediately following our news conference on reckless driving. So wishing the chief uh, a speedy recovery. He is expected to be okay, but was taken by an ambulance to the hospital. I want to get right to the break here quickly because we have Karen Travers joining us live from the White House this morning. We'll get up to speed on the latest on the war in the Middle East and U.S. reaction here at home. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. We'll mention this morning prosecutors are going to begin presenting their case against former Milwaukee police officer Michael Mattioli. He is accused of killing 25-year-old Joel Acevedo while off-duty at a party in his home spring of 2020. Opening statements yesterday. Jury was seated first, then opening statements. So the thing is moving along, and that trial is set to resume later this morning. Also this morning, war in the Middle East rages. It continues to divide people here at home. Protests that devolved into vandalism in Washington over the weekend and no immediate end to Israel's response to the terrorist attack on its people now nearly a month ago. I want to bring in ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers in Washington this morning to walk us through some of this. She's live with us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Karen, I know your time is super valuable in the morning. Appreciate it. Um, can I start with this? The latest in mm-hmm. diplomacy as the White House walks this this tightrope here of supporting mm-hmm. Israel but also claim uh, calls for more humanitarian aid to civilians in Gaza. The new term floating yeah. around out there today is tactical pauses. What is that? Yeah, this was the first time we heard this yesterday from the national security spokesman John Kirby, who briefed reporters and said that when the president spoke yesterday with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, they discussed tactical pauses, basically brief pauses in the Israeli attacks on Gaza in order to do three things that the administration is pushing for. One, to allow civilians to get to safer locations in Gaza, whether that's moving from north to south or just getting to somewhere more safe. Two, to allow more humanitarian assistance to get where it needs to go. It's a big, big focus for the White House. And three, of course, to allow for the potential release of hostages that Hamas is holding right now. And yesterday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu did an interview with ABC's David Muir, and he spoke about those tactical pauses and said that that is something that they have done before. He said, you know, an hour here, an hour there, we have let up in order to achieve those things. But Netanyahu was very clear. A general ceasefire is not happening, in his view. He said that that is not going to happen while there are still hostages held by Hamas. And that's an important thing for him to lay down because the administration has also agreed that a ceasefire right now would only benefit Hamas, but they continue to push for these temporary pauses in the violence in order to achieve those key goals that would benefit civilians in Gaza. Talking with ABC News White House correspondent Karen Traffers live with us this morning. Karen, were you around Washington as this massive protest surrounded uh, the mm-hmm. White House? Uh, t- talk us through what happened there and, yeah. and, and ultimately what that says about the tide here at home. 
Yeah, I, I wasn't at the White House on Saturday. My colleagues were there that day, and it was quite something to see, I mean, tens of thousands of people who marched from one part of Washington down to the park right in front of the White House, Lafayette Park. And the uh, you know aftermath of that protest still visible yesterday. Uh, there's graffiti on some of the signs and statues in Lafayette Park, those iconic statues. There are red handprints that yesterday were on some of the gates and walls where we walk into the White House as reporters. The Park Service was putting drapery up to cover up the work that was being done to power wash that. So, I mean, it was quite incredible to see some of the vandalism that was done in the park. But for the White House, you know, they're kind of getting back to your first question about that fine line they're walking in terms of expressing support for Israel and also trying to express an understanding of what some of these protesters have been calling for and the need for protection of civilians in Gaza. Uh, It's been quite something to hear the president try to talk about both of those things at the same time. Uh, We'll hear from him later today, not on this, but maybe a chance for him to take some questions about what was happening right outside his door over the weekend. Well, and then, of course, as he seeks re-election, and you have another presidential debate on the GOP Mm -hmm. side tomorrow, where surely this will be an important topic. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, this is the White House that says, like, we're not going to engage in politics. They're very careful to not talk about uh, what's happening in election politics from the White House podium. But the president himself doesn't have to abide by those same restrictions, the Hatch Act, as it's called. And when we've asked him before if he's paying attention to the debates, he's kind of made jokes about it. But clearly he has tuned into some of these before. And I think when you see right now with some of the poll numbers we've seen in the last couple of days, which are showing really tough numbers for the president in his reelection campaign, uh, there is a anxiety among uh, campaign officials, among Democrats broadly about how this issue is going to play across the country and how this is going to impact uh, the president's numbers going forward. And one more thing on that, since you brought up the polls, Mm -hmm. and we're here in a battleground state of Wisconsin. And as people look at the polls, many of these are national polls. But as we know, it's mm-hmm. it's not a general election vote across the country. It's not a popular mm-hmm. vote. The The presidency is won state by state by state. And Absolutely. in many of these battleground states, including here in Wisconsin, former President Trump leads in those polls. We're a year out from the election today. Yeah, and the the president's campaign, uh, when asked about those polls over the weekend, we had one poll that showed three quarters of the country feel that the country's heading on the wrong track. Uh, you had those New York Times state polls that showed former President Donald Trump leading in several of those critical battleground states that President Biden won in 2020. The Biden campaign response to that is polls a year out will look a lot different in a year. That you know, essentially saying in due time, this is one year out. Uh, and there's a lot that can happen and a lot that can change and a lot that they will be doing over the next year because he's not really in campaign mode yet. You know, they're not out there with him doing events. Democrats aren't out there doing big mobilizing events. That said, there are a lot of Democrats, like I say, who are anxious right now about these polls. And while the campaign will say we're not going to fret over one poll, there are a lot of Democrats in this town who are doing plenty of fretting on their behalf. Karen Travers, ABC News White House correspondent from the White House this morning. Thanks, Karen. Have a great day. And, of course, ultimately the only poll that matters, November 5th, 2024.